There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Hotbody Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? Um, well, this is, you're, you're getting this on Good Friday. Oh, well, if you're IFS, you get it on Thursday evening. We're pre-recording this episode, but having a look through the mailbag, we're pre-recording Easter weekend episodes in advance. Also, as well, they will be very, very tightly timed because we've only got a short amount of time to record them in. Yeah. So you're looking at 26, 27 minutes per episode. But you get a lot a of content you, from us. And if actually, that's a problem, hmm. get fucked. Yeah. Basically. Quite. Get more than Quite. enough from us. Anyway, yeah. Um, so we've got some mailbag stuff. Uh, I'll just have a little look at some of the ones that I've been starring here. Um, this is good. It's a it's a visual one, to be honest, Sam. So um, it's probably not ideal just to read out. It's from Zach, IFS Wandsworth Division, age 25 and 9 tenths. Very specific age there, but we like that. All right, lads, he says. Went out a couple of weeks ago in Clapham and passed a pub called the Prince of Wales. On its exterior was three neon signs that simply said, Pow, pow, pow. Hey, he says, I pointed it out to my girlfriend who said we should go in due to it being Andy's catchphrase. Anyway, I go in and make a beeline for the toilet, come out, and who am I met but a life-size cardboard cutout of who I assume must be someone from Melchester. Hoping you can ID exactly who it is. Seems a bit cosmos. I don't mm. know if you can see that, that one. Sam, in the emails, I'll show you the picture. I've got it, yeah, I've got You've it. You've got it. Um, I know, I don't know who that is. I think that is a Melchester player. It doesn't look like Roy it's, in any it's, of his incarnations. It's Roy, mate. It's Roy. I'm telling you. Yeah, that's Roy. Oh, my God, he's... he's but it's like Roy in the, in the like late 90s where things just went fucking demented. Like, TSB yeah. sponsored them. Yeah. Skewered obviously retired, and this is a pretty lazy illustration. Um, and is that that's that's Roy? That's not like Roy Junior or anything like that. Could be Roy Junior. Really young. Yeah, I think that might be. I Roy don't know Jr. what the fuck it's doing in a bar in Clapham. I mean, it must be like they're really desperate to, for decorations and they can't afford yeah. much. And I like that it's like, there. It's it's very random, and it looks good. It's life size by the looks of it, and he's yeah. standing just behind the hand sanitizer for the bar itself. Um, and he seems to be standing behind a little sort of little table. Um, he's almost really like weird. one of them fellas that you get in in toilets that hand out, um, you know, um, smellies. A little squirt of perfume, yeah, or whatever. But he's not got anything to give you. A squirt, squirt. Yeah. Can I have a squirt, squirt, please? In exchange for a small tip. Mm. So we think. Uh, that can't be that's not Roy Senior it can't be that's got to be Roy Junior so that's what he looks like when he grows up good to know another visual one stop sending us visual ones but anyway I'll just cover it quickly morning hot body and nifty hearing you talk about pub Elvi I think that's his uh, 
I don't know if that's the recognised plural for Elvis's job. But, oh, by the way, mm-hmm. um, when I was at the cinema last night watching The Batman, which I enjoyed, and I don't really like superhero films, apart from Superman 2, um, but I also saw a trailer for Baz Luhrmann's Elvis biopic, which I had no idea was coming. It took me wow. back to the old days, Andy, where when you were a kid, you'd go to the cinema and mm-hmm. you were unaware of all the forthcoming films and all the gossip mm-hmm. because there was no internet. So yeah. you had no fucking idea. Sometimes you wouldn't know that the new Star Wars was... that there was even another Star Wars planned until you were there at the cinema watching some shit like Never Ending Story <laughs> and suddenly yeah. a fucking trailer for Return of the Jedi would come on and yeah. you'd just fucking lose it. Do you know what I mean? With excitement. Mm-hmm. And so it's really great when a trailer comes on for a film that you've had no pre-buzz about at all and uh, yeah it's um, Tom Hanks is in it I don't know if you know about this film but in the trailer Tom Hanks was in it playing Colonel Tom oh wow and Hanks is wearing Colonel Tom was was pretty fat and had a really quite huge like more than a double chin like a sort of when I I think of Colonel Tom I also I immediately link him with Boss Hogg from the Dukes of Hazzard yeah exactly right that's exactly it it's Boss Hogg and um, so Tom Hanks is wearing some sort of Boss Hogg facial mask to make his his face like a trillion times fatter yeah Um, (laughs) but obviously I thought straight away I don't know who's playing Elvis I didn't recognise him so I think it must be like a relative unknown but Mm. um then Tom, I'm thinking, fucking hell, Camp and Baz Luhrmann makes good films as well. They're sort of yeah. super, like, art-directed, you know, like The Great Gatsby and Romeo and Juliet and all that stuff. So it looks very much like that. And um, Is it a superhero film, then? Is it Elvis is a superhero? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, like, I saw him fighting people and he shoots... <laughs> when he does his kung fu moves, like laser beams come out. <laughs> yeah. And his karate chops and all of that. Shoot, shoots fucking fried cheese... Fingertips. <laughs> yeah, oh, it's um, it's really. I think it's really exciting. I'll look so, at yeah. that. It'll be on the YouTube, I imagine. Yeah, have a look. Have, have a look, look at, at the trailer. It's, uh, we'll we'll do a review episode. <laughs> yeah, because I was going to say it. simply on the basis that our favourite thing above anything we do <laughs> on this podcast ever is the opportunity to do Elvis impressions. <laughs> well, we've got a deep dive coming of the time Elvis met Richard Nixon. Yeah. Uh, in history box so that's, that's coming up very soon uh, the, going back to the Roy, Roy Junior picture I would have said that I'll tweet it out so people can see but I'll almost certainly forget so there you go just <laughs> got to imagine it uh, there's another email here did you read an email out there or was that the end of it no hang on here you talk about pub Elvi jogged my memory yeah. remember seeing a poster like this in a pub toilet in Wigan always makes me laugh thinking about it great performing name and what a poster and it's uh, it's an Indian Elvis let oh, me nice. just get this open um, it says the Raj presents Pat Elvis the Indian Elvis. Pat Elvis. Friday, twelfth of Jan. Sittings at six and eight thirty. He does two sittings. Yeah. Um, the six pm there was limited availability. The eight thirty pm sold out already, mate. Um, and help. they've just got yeah. a monster. They've got a huge collage of this guy who's basically a, a pretty <laughs> overweight Indian dude who looks fucking nothing like Elvis. <laughs> Uh, he's wearing what I suppose might pass for an Elvis wig, but even that doesn't quite do it. But he is wearing the sort of Elvis Vegas years cloak and rhinestone type outfit. Yeah. 
He's got, um, he's got the I, I went to see the. There was quite a famous. I don't know if it's still there, but on the old Kent Road, which is very much Millwall territory. So I didn't mm. feel comfortable going there at sure. all. But a dickhead who I used to work. With, in fact, do you know what it was? It was the Enter Christmas Party, the one and only Enter Christmas enter. Party. Enter, the of course. We, magazine of the people future. always love Enter Chat on Top Flight Time Machine. Yeah, and for the Enter Christmas Party. This a man who can only be described as a Wally. He wasn't. <laughs> he, he, he wasn't like he, there was, he wasn't uh, nasty. So you can't really call him a wanker or a cunt. He was like kind of a harmless. Twat. He was he was a harmless trap. But he was just such a Wally. And mm. anyway, he arranged to fucking for us. Oh, thought it'd be really funny for us to go for Christmas Chinese Elvis. Right, Chinese Elvis was quite a famous Chinese restaurant, like an awful Chinese restaurant on the Old Kent mm. Road in South London. But the Elvis had been on TV quite a few times because probably through what was essentially racism, people thought the idea of a Chinese person doing an Elvis impression somehow yeah. inherently hilarious. Yeah. Um, but I said to this, this Wally, he was a West Ham fan as well, and I said, mate, what are we going to Old Kent Road for on a fucking freezing cold December night? You know that's fucking bandit country. Mm-hmm. No, Chinese Elvis is well funny. It was quite good. Mm-hmm. But I couldn't escape the idea that I was engaged in something where we were supposed to be laughing at him for being Chinese. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, it's, and it's, also, it's you know, I was I couldn't relax in the on the Old Kent Road. How can you relax? Monday. Like you're right deep in the guts of yeah. fucking bandit country. Yeah. So yeah. I fucked off. Um, it's, it's it's tricky because why shouldn't a Chinese person be Elvis? Of course. But at the same time, but people are, made are they, it this. Are they, are they the source of the humour? Are they being laughed at? I know. At laughed That's with? what it's, I thought. I mean, he didn't seem tricky. bothered. He was making well, a pretty penny at the in. time. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I also saw a Danish Elvis because I was in Denmark. I think I've told the story about when I went to review a. Um, a tiny, obscure island with no cars off the coast of Denmark. This was some, there was a shark element in this trip, There was a shark element. Yeah. I made my friend f- come with me, and he had to feed a shark yeah. um, because I wasn't around to do it. I'd been lined, A shark had been lined up for me to feed as for journalistic purposes, mm-hmm. but I was obviously not interested, so I'd fucked off. And my mate, who wasn't a journalist and had sort of just come along for the ride, was, was asked to feed the shark instead. <laughs> <laughs> and he really didn't want to, but he's just mm. too polite to say, fuck mm-hmm. that, that Sam's supposed to be doing this, and he's off shopping, right? So he had to put on a chainmail glove and feed right. this shark, and he's he's never forgiven me. But on the same trip, on the way back across Denmark, when we got back to the mainland, we stopped at a... Um, in in that part of Denmark, there's a, there's a, uh, a uh, replica Graceland, just right. a, a, by the side of a motorway in Denmark, right? Yeah. And um, and in it, it's been they've tried to replicate the entirety of Graceland, and you go all the way through it, and there's all the fucking Elvis paraphernalia and memories and a gift shop. And then when you get to the end, there's even a Danish Elvis doing the old fucking routine for you. <laughs> fucking hell! Pay, you pay in, about in, like five quid to get in, what, and you're what, just what, like we were on our way from the from the harbour to the airport, but we had a bit of time, so he said, right, pull over at that fucking Danish replica. Uh, Graceland, and we'll have a look about, and it was great. So that I've seen two two variants on Elvis. Well, I'm struggling to understand what a Danish Elvis brings to the party. I mean, does healthier he looking have a for Danish accent? Does he fry bacon while he's doing it? He, 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 hang on, let me just look this place up. Danish 
Graceland. I think it's quite famous. I did actually make a video of it, which um, someone, my, my mate might actually still have somewhere. Okay, here we go. Stick it right. on for the Turbo subscribers. Memphis Mansion. Memphis Mansion. Until 2015, yep. it was called Graceland Randers, a museum and restaurant in Randers, Denmark, dedicated to the rock and roll singer and actor Elvis Presley. Yeah. <laughs> and actor, yeah. I, did, I, did, love his I didn't yeah. dream it. It's actually a place, and I will try and get the video and put it out for the Turbo subscribers. I just wonder what a Danish... Uh, does he sing in a Danish accent? Because that's the only difference I could imagine there being between Danish Elvis and... and well, Dan- I mean, D- Danish people are extremely strapping and healthy-looking, aren't they? Right, so healthy um, Elvis. So he probably brought that kind of, yeah. you know, Nordic sense of dynamism yeah. to, to his Elvis interpretation. Okay, good. Jalapeño. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you wouldn't be hearing this brief but annoying message if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and... There's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your tits. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash iron filings. Jalapeño. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Jalapeño. Let's move on. Yeah. Um, JJ has been in touch on the email mm. uh, with a, an email entitled Bullshit Alert, <laughs> which... Uh, gets me going uh, we always love bullshitters uh, hi guys says JJ worked with some guy last night who had bullshit running through his vans you've uh, put vans instead of vans there uh, but that's not important number one he told us that his nan went to Germany on holiday in the 1960s some guy came in arguing with the shopkeeper and his nan threw a tin of beans at him breaking his nose um and the shopkeeper said that she shouldn't have done that because the guy was Hitler's son. (laughs) (laughs) So Nan's on holiday and takes it upon herself to throw a tin of beans at some narky cunt in a shop, as you do on holiday. Mm. Turns out it's Hitler's son. Lots of different layers of bullshit there. And that one, number two, uh, he reckons he took his pet iguana for a walk down the park on a lead. Yeah. Um, in the park, a bulldog started acting up with the iguana, trying to bite it, but the iguana thrashed his tail and broke the bulldog's jaw. Uh, the bulldog's owner was pissed off because the bulldog was a shoe in to win Crufts the following week, and he had to pull out. <laughs> <laughs> Crufts lies. <laughs> They're great because they've both got multiple multiple layers. Yeah, really they've good. Got, like. Um, a twist in the tail almost in each one they're very good very good bullshits we always like bullshit submissions uh, that's just timeless send them in if you don't mind um, there's some wall what? content someone sent us in an email um, with the uh, title um, sad wall story 
Yeah. Um, all right, Sam, and this is from Freddie Feather. Freddie Feather. Freddie Feather. All right, Sam and Anne, just want to tell you about my favourite childhood wall. Thanks, Freddie. That's nice of you. Yeah. Across the top of my primary school playground were three standalone walls of ascending height that, as far as I'm aware, were there for no other reason than to be enjoyed. Well, that oh, was, I don't know what era this was, but schools, the government used to give funding for, yeah. fu- for fun walls. Yeah, fun you know, walls, legend walls. Not anymore. Yeah. Um, one was a perfect height for a 10-year-old to hop up on to look mm-hmm. cool for the lasses. Well, Correct. you're not wrong, Freddie, because if there's one thing the lasses love, especially at that age, is a lad hopping about on a wall. It drives what? them nuts. The only thing they could love more would be if he had great big eyes. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can imagine me. I was beating them off with a shitty stick at that age with my with my wide-eye technique and my wall-hopping abilities. You, you will only know of our talk of big eyes if you've been listening to the Turpin Odyssey this week. Yeah. It's sort of like um, my love. It's what I call it. You've heard of life hacks. I've got yeah. something called love hacks, and they're just little little <laughs> tips that, for young men who are, you know, looking to sort of make their name as lovers. Um, I can give you <laughs> lovers on the scene. Yeah, lovers on the scene. You can benefit from my experience, and I can give you little tips. And one of them is always stretch your eyes as wide as you can when talking big, to a lady because ladies love big eyes. That's absolutely correct. Um, so, right. Anyway, he goes. Yeah, the other two walls were perfect goals for those knackering and often violent games of playground tennis, mm, tennis ball, football. And when lovely. the chalk came out, they were always covered in cocks of every size and colour. This is a great trio of walls he's telling us about here because it is. they're doing yeah. all the wall stuff, aren't they? I'm glad he got yeah. in touch. Great memories. Yeah. I, I asked my mum, who still works at the school. Oh, mum who works at the school. This email's got it all. Yeah. Hang on, didn't you have a relative at the school? Was it your mum or your aunt? Or have I made that up entirely? Did I ever... Me, 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 auntie used to work That's part-time at the school as like a volunteer. Yeah. Did she give you any preferential treatment? Um, none that I can think of. My son used to go up and get a hug from her in the playground now and again when he okay. was feeling a bit sad and vulnerable. Oh, so not when you right. were there then? Oh, not when I was there. No, this was no. when my son was there okay. recently. Right, I asked my mum. Oh no, my mum, my mum used to work on school dinners. That's it. Fucking knew it. Um, but uh, um, I didn't go for school dinners. I thought they were stupid. Oh yeah, it's weird. You went home for your flask of soup. I mean, flask of soup, my thermos flask of soup, and then and then uh, graduated to uh, chips from the bakery in Shiny Row, and they are still to this day the best chips I have ever had. The bakery's still there. Nah, long gone. Oh, long gone. Um, but they used to do chip butties or you could just get a bag of chips and honestly they were just so, just soggy enough your mum was at school and serving up the school dinners to you at yeah. some of your mates yeah. and you were like see you later I'm not surprised you probably didn't want to see your mum at school it made you feel peculiar no yeah but her wages that she was bringing in for the school dinner work were paying for my chips yeah that I was getting from somewhere else yeah because you would have got a school dinner I think that's well it's next to free in those days it was pretty much free I want to go back to those chips but there's no way of doing it so good uh, Len yeah. recently graduated from sandwiches in his packed lunch to a small thermos with soup in and yeah. he feels like a lunchroom celebrity now King Soup you know like sometimes when you get like some a new type of lunch like a new lunchbox yeah. or your mum starts giving you a different thing in your lunchbox mm. and it almost makes you feel like 
not famous, but sort of like you've got something, you've got an extra swagger, a little bit of glamour got, about yeah, you. Yeah, it brings attention, doesn't it? It yeah, does, yeah. It people are like, look at him. Who's this guy? I mean, one What's of the reasons thinking? I'm mates with the guy who's still my best mate, right, is that he had... I mean, look, Steve Jones was his dad. You could imagine the sort of lunches that he was able to pack oh, in the fucking picnics. 80s. I mean, it was like... He could have been coming to school with a fucking hamper from Fortnum's and Mason's, mate. Um, fucking hell. But he, he, his mum used to wrap for him, like, cold-cut meats in Clingfield. Oh, right? God. So everyone else, all us dreary cunts, right? We just had our fucking sandwiches. I was going to say, what would you have been having? Basic cheese, sandwiches. Cheese, cheese sandwich. sandwich, packet of Golden Wonder and Nothing a penguin. Nothing wrong with that, but... Penguin well, and a Just Juice. Very generic lunch in the 80s. Just juice, ham mm-hmm. or cheese sandwich on sliced, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Mm. And um, Hovis and a uh, packet of Golden Wonder and a penguin. So... But he had cold cuts, so I'm talking salami, meat, garlic, sausage, right? God. Wrapped in cling film, and then also he'd have, like, chopped up bits of cucumber as well, wrapped in cling yeah. film, right? And that was his lunch, and I'd be like, fucking out. It's like he's, mm. I don't know, I felt like he was fucking Frank Sinatra or something like that. Yeah. Or maybe it was more continental than that. It was like he was, you know, out of The Godfather or something, eating his fine meats. Yeah, and I mean, I imagine even for London, it was, it was unheard of in the school playground. That kind oh, of yeah, thing. totally. In the private schools, maybe. I've Eton. got a good story about private school lunches, which I'll tell you in a minute, right? Well, you can tell me in the next episode because we're almost up for okay. this one. Well, anyway, he did this. And anyway, I admired him greatly for m- many reasons, but probably the biggest reason was his lunch. And mm. I, I said to my mum, you know, we were in the shop after school and she go, I've got to pick something up for your lunch. What do you want in your sandwich? And I was like, Mum, I don't want a sandwich. You what? I don't want a sandwich. You know how sometimes you make a ham sandwich, yeah? Well, how about this? How about you give me the ham sandwich, but without the fucking bread? Well, how the fuck are you supposed to eat the fucking ham then, you cunt? You flash cunt. Always thinking... There was a sense in my household right from day one. I was much young. I came along seven years after my siblings, and I, I think they all had a strong sense from day one that I thought that I was better than them. It's and it didn't, it didn't help my cause when I would sometimes <laughs> request things like this. But you couldn't be helped because you were the friend of the son of Steve Jones from the Pyramid Game. So I had to keep up. Be... Yeah, exactly. So I convinced fault. her to wrap some ham in some cling film and some chopped up fucking cucumber and then the day came and I was I went into school I was buzzing mate I was fucking buzzing about this lunch I mean it I won't go into full story but it took a lot of convincing of my mum she was confused offended insulted and sort of angered by the whole suggestion as if some French kid started that (laughs) school or something what's going on I've always had my suspicions about you you little cunts little pervert well yeah you fucking pervert I'm going to get you seen to I'm taking you up the doctors they're going to have to have a look at your nut he's asking for fucking ham in cling film the mad little cunt (laughs) right so I fucking got I was buzzing off my nut mate and and I was like I cannot fucking wait to show him at lunchtime and that will solidify our bond right Mm. there's nothing like that but a shared lunch option Mm mhm and that day, I can't remember why, 
I didn't get to sit next to him at lunch. Usually I'd always make sure I was sat either next to him or on the same table, right? Yeah. But for some reason, maybe we'd been in different lessons and I was let out late. I t- and I was I was three tables away from him. And the reason Fuck. I remember was I just couldn't. I was buzzing so much. I opened the lunchbox, got out the fucking hand. No one on the table looked twice. I thought they were going to be, whoa, look at the Fonz. Look yeah. at Arthur Fonzarelli with his ham <laughs> lunch, right? No one fucking cared. They're all tucking into their sandwiches. With so I literally, them. Andy, I literally, this is so thirsty, as the kids now say. I stood up in the fucking <laughs> lunch hall, right? Because obviously I wasn't shy even then. I stood up in the lunch hall and I shouted over, oh, oh, his name's Ollie, right? Oh, oh, it was like Dan in Alan Partridge. Oh, Ollie, oh. Oh, and eventually, after ages, someone next to you on the table is nudging you, oh, I think Sam's calling you. And he's looked over like, yeah, what? And I fucking held the ham up and pointed oh at it. God. I've got ham, like you. Yeah, oh. without the bread. <laughs> and he just looked like, he sort of smiled in a pitiful way. Do you know what I mean? Like, oh, oh. no. And he just went, no. oh, yeah, nice one. Gave me a bit of a thumbs up. And yeah. I was just like, oh, well, that's that conversation over. <laughs> and I sat down, ate the ham, wasn't particularly... I was hungry for the rest was, of the day because it's the bread... That, yeah, because he had bre- any bread. The bread fills you up. <laughs> I, I was very greedy, right? That's why and, the sandwich um, was invented. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I feel unsatisfied. He wasn't impressed. My mum thinks I'm a pervert and wants to get me sent to a child psychiatrist. <laughs> Again? And she's definitely going to grasp me to my brothers, who will definitely give me a beating for this. Oh, oh wah, look wah, who it wah. is. Look who it is. Hammy Jack. <laughs> Another sad day in the life of Junior Delaney. <laughs> oh, little Lord fucking Ham, is it? Oh, God. Give us the rest of that email before we wrap it up. I asked my mum, who still works at the school, if the kids now are getting as much joy from the walls as we used to, only to be told that those walls have now been demolished for what we can only assume is fucking health and safety reasons. It makes me sad for the kids today, but they can't knock down my memories, beautifully put. <laughs> Freddie, Imperial Turbo Hunter. Freddie, a first-class email. I applaud yes. you, and thank yes. you for it. And this, they can't knock down your memories, no. but at some point, dementia maybe will yeah. in your future. But well, hopefully they'll have a cure for that by then. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, we'll be back after the weekend with another roundup of your uh, contributions and a public school lunch story. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.